Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast with me, your host, Andy Galliano. In this podcast, I share with turkey hunters just like you how to have more turkeys on your hunting property and how to have more successful turkey hunts. I teach you how to do this with tips and interviews with turkey hunting pros, wildlife management tips, and entertaining turkey hunting stories. Tune in weekly as I share proven and simple strategies to help you have more success this turkey season. Make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe to receive free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews. Also, please visit and like my Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook and search I Am Turkey Hunting, and also feel free to post your turkey hunting photos from this past season and let us know where and when you killed your bird. For all of you Twitter users out there, please follow me on Twitter, where my handle is at turkeyhitman, and I will be sure to follow you back. And now, for this week's show. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode 92, Six Things to Do Today to Kill More Turkeys This Season. And I am your host and the guy who once caught a duck while fishing. So imagine the mother of three young boys taking them fishing while dad was at work and mom is not an outdoors person. And one of those boys catches a duck at the lake. And not just any duck, but one of those big, nasty-looking ducks with all the warts on its head and just those nasty-looking things. So not only was that duck nasty-looking, but after he had a hook in him, he was pretty nasty-acting as well. My mom had to get some strange man to come over and cut my fishing line. I was probably five or six years old at the time, and I can't remember if I caught any fish or not that day, but I can promise you if I did, they didn't fight nearly as hard as that duck did. Okay, we are 230 days, 10 hours, 28 minutes, and 27 seconds away from opening day of spring turkey season in Alabama. Before we get into today's show, I want to let all of you hunters in West Virginia and the states near West Virginia know that the fall turkey hunting regulations are out and the season in West Virginia has been expanded statewide. So you guys may want to check that out. That may be a good opportunity for you to get out and take a few more turkeys those of you in Pennsylvania who are complaining about the shortening of your fall season, you may want to check out some hunting opportunities in West Virginia where the season has been expanded. Also, for all of you guys in Wisconsin, your fall turkey tag application is due by August 1. So don't forget to get your application in for a tag to hunt turkeys this fall. You only have a couple more days, so get on that. All right, so it can be hard to think about turkey hunting and to prepare for the upcoming fall or spring season when it is just brutally hot outside, just like it is for pretty much most of the U.S. right now. But there are things that we can be doing right now that can really benefit us and help us to have more success next season. And today I want to talk about six of those things that we can be doing today to make us a better turkey hunter when we get back in the turkey woods. We're going to jump right into this and roll right on through this list. So number one, learn everything you can about wild turkeys. 
Now is a great time to increase your knowledge about wild turkeys by reading a few books about the birds themselves. For those of you who listen to the show regularly, you know that I highly recommend Illumination in the Flatwoods by Joe Hutto. It is one of my favorite books about turkeys. Not only is it a great story, but there are numerous lessons to be learned about wild turkeys in this book. This is a book that I've read countless times, and I'm sure that I'll read it many more times to come as well. Now, I also recommend reading Turkey Hunting, A One-Man Game by Kenny Morgan. While I do recommend reading the entire book, it is a great read, I want you guys to focus on the part of the book about wild turkeys in general. Remember, we want to learn everything we can learn about our quarry. Another book that I want you to pick up and read this summer. Yeah, it's kind of like summer reading camp, isn't it? <laughs> I want you to read The Book of the Wild Turkey by Lovett Williams. You know, there are a lot of highly rated books about wild turkeys on Amazon, so pick up one that you haven't read yet and leave a review about the book on Amazon when you're done, just so anyone who happens to get to that page will know whether or not the book is worth their time and effort. Another thing that you can do to really boost your knowledge of wild turkeys is go back and listen to some of the episodes of the Turkey Hunter podcast. For example, episode 44 is a good one. That's the episode where I interviewed Joe Hutto, the author of Illumination in the Flatwoods. Another great episode to listen to is episode 42, Wild Turkey Habitat Management Tips with Bob Erickson. And still one more is The Breeding Cycle of Hens, Episode 20 with Bob Erickson. If you guys will go back and listen to those episodes, I think that you'll pick up a few more tips that will probably help you this coming turkey season. The more we can learn about the animals we're hunting, the more success we'll have. And those are a few great episodes to go back and listen to where I think you can really pick up a few things. The second thing that you can do to improve your odds this coming turkey season is learn everything you can about your hunting property. You know, you can develop your woodsmanship skills by sitting at home in front of your computer, looking at Google Maps, Google Earth, and some online topo maps as well. I want you to not only look at the 30,000 foot view of your hunting property and your neighbor's hunting property as well, but I want you to get the 500 foot view also. Looking at the elevation of the property and the shapes and layouts of your field, the direction and topography of your roads and creeks, etc., etc., etc. Use the knowledge that you gained from reading all about turkeys that we talked about in step one earlier to mark spots on the map that you'll want to check out in the spring or this fall. And for a more complete list on scouting using Google Earth, Listen into episode 55 of the Turkey Hunter podcast, where I talk about using Google Earth to help you when you're turkey hunting. So the third thing that you can do to improve your odds this coming season is to learn everything that you can about your equipment. Now's a great time to try out those new turkey loads or that new turkey choke that your turkey hunting buddy introduced you to this past season. Now's the time as well to repair or replace anything that you broke or tore during last season. That way you won't be surprised when you pull your favorite gloves out of your turkey vest only to be reminded that they have a tear in them right across the knuckles and the gloves. You can go ahead and get those gloves sewed up now 
instead of having to do a quickie repair while you're at your hunting camp. Number four, learn everything that you can about your own abilities and learn what your weaknesses are and what you can do to make those weaknesses less of a factor. For example, have you ever tried shooting your shotgun from a prone position? It's a lot different, and I'll promise you when you shoot a magnum turkey load from your shotgun, from the prone position, leaning on your elbows, it is not very fun. But you need to know how well you can shoot that gun at a target from a prone position. The time will come, if it has not yet, when you will need to shoot at a turkey from a prone position. And you need to at least have done it and felt comfortable and confident knowing that you can do it again. In addition to that, have you ever tried holding your shotgun offhand against your shoulder in a ready position for five or six minutes and then shot it? How heavy does that gun get? How steady are you in your aim offhand after holding the gun up for that long? Again, you may not have had to do it before, but there likely will be a time when you'll have to do that and you want to be ready. And if you realize that, hey, this is a lot tougher than I thought it was, or this is something that I can't do, I can't hold the gun up for five minutes. There's no reason to be embarrassed. It can be fixed. Grab some weights from your local sporting goods store and do some exercises at home and build up your strength in your arms and your shoulders so that you can hold a gun in an awkward position for a while. How about shooting while you're sitting down with your right shoulder pointed at the target for us righties or your left shoulder pointed at the target for you lefties. Do you shoot better twisting your upper body to its breaking point or shooting wrong-handed as I like to call it? And speaking of shooting wrong-handed, have you ever even practiced shooting your shotgun with your non-dominant eye and hand? I'm going to tell you as a right-handed shooter, I could shoot in my sleep right-handed and not think about it. It is just a natural instinct. It's muscle memory. I've got it down pat. I have done it thousands and thousands of times. As soon as I hold that gun in my left hand and bring it to my left shoulder, it's like I pick up a gun for the first time. It really makes me stop and completely think about how to shoot my gun again. So now's the time to learn of these shortcomings that we all have and work on eliminating them. So you may want to take your turkey gun to the range and shoot it left-handed one day. You don't have to shoot your expensive turkey loads out of it. Shoot some dove shot and get you a box of clay targets and shoot at your clay targets. That way you don't have to go check a paper target to see if you hit it. If you hit a clay target, you're going to know it. They're cheap. Dove shells are cheap. And it's a heck of a lot of fun. Get out there and shoot left-handed for you righties and shoot right-handed for you lefties. Now's the time to learn of these shortcomings that we all have and work on eliminating them. All right, number five, learn all that you can learn about the turkeys on your property. Now, this does involve some boots on the ground, time in the woods, and maybe some assistance from a few trail cameras and talkative deer hunters as well. Those deer hunters are usually always happy to share information about where they saw turkeys and what the turkeys were doing when they saw them. Now this may not help you doing it today because what the turkeys are doing in the hot part of the summer is not what the turkeys are going to be doing during turkey season. They're going to be using different areas. They're going to be doing different things. And right now it's really hard to see turkeys in the woods. But I want you to think about 
not just learning what the turkeys normally do and where they normally go, but I want you to think about having them be where you want them to be. Now is a good time to get out to your hunting property and enlarge some fields and openings. Widen in daylight your roads. Plant some native warm season grasses or grains. And I'm going to tell you, be sure to check on the ideal planting times for your area because those native warm season grasses, for a lot of us in the south, we're past the peak planting time for those. So check on those before you go and buy some seed and plant them. But the general point here is make your hunting property a haven for turkeys. If you make it an ideal primo piece of property and the turkeys have water, food, and roosting trees, then you may not have to hunt turkeys very hard to hunt turkeys. Make the turkeys come to where you want them to come. All right, number six, learn everything that you can learn about the language of the wild turkey. Practice, practice, practice your calling. But don't just throw a diaphragm call in your mouth and go at it. If you've got some bad habits, all that's going to do is further develop those bad habits. What I want you to do is watch some YouTube videos on calling and work on your calls until you get to sound like Chris Parrish or Shane Hendershot or some of these other world champion turkey callers. Now, you don't have to sound like them exactly, but do pay special attention to their cadence the number of notes they play in each call, and their volume. In addition to practicing your own calling, really take time to learn what these calls mean, when they should be used and not used. And, if you want to get really technical, run through your memory bank on some of your hunts from this past season and put together what you think would be the perfect calling sequences for those hunts if you had them to do over again. And remember that silence is a very important part of every single calling sequence. So practice your silence too. If you practice your turkey calling now and you learn the language of the turkey now, when season rolls around for you guys in 8 to 10 months, think about how good your calling is going to be. And calling is not everything, as we all know. But on those days when you need to be a good caller and you need to practice silence in the woods and you've been practicing silence at home, you won't feel so uncomfortable being quiet in the woods. Okay, so that's all that I have for you guys today. Please do me one favor this week. If you enjoyed this week's show and you learned a little something something from it, then forward, like, and share the show with your friends and followers on social media. I would appreciate that very, very much. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. I know that you have choices, and I appreciate you spending your time with us. I hope you have a wonderful week, and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. 
We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.